calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. fantasy fans to more of the League of Ultimate Questing, the show that answers the question, is anything cooler than watching heroes duke it out with monsters? And the answer is hells no. My name is Kip Gillian, voice of the LUQ and servant of the next Enterprise. With me in the booth is the dignified and Rob Dignagian, storm-clad Thundertongue. What in the hells did you just call me? A uh, really big and distinguished guy? Right, right. Bogwig Nambadan. Nice. Dear viewers, you join us today as we prepare to follow the mortal dawn into an underground business of illicit drug trade known as the Den of Delectation. I can't wait to see what this place has on the menu. I've been hearing about Andesian alchemy since my military days. I had to avoid exploring my curiosity when I went pro. They say it's the creme de la creme, as far as intoxicants go in the arcane capital. Wonder if they're gonna huff some chirpers, drop a few caps of beach weasel, maybe fire back some screaming skull crusties. Are those... real things? Sure. Sure they are. Cool guy stuff. For cool rad guys. I mean, jeez, Kip, you're making it pretty obvious you never slipped down on some giggle nuts in a back alley jar house. Mm, okay, well, one thing's for certain. Whatever happens to the mortal dawn inside is going to be delicate work, because they're wearing false faces and posing themselves as a group of wealthy tourists with nefarious backgrounds. The MDs have never really struck me as, you know, a bluff-heavy posse. They seem to favor the direct approach. I'm thinking this mission ends with some spilled blood or scorched bodies. I want to see how these sin merchants throw down in a fight, though. Well, the truth awaits us, as do the lies of the team in disguise. This immoral dawn, if you will. I will indeed. Thank you. Stay tuned for more intrigue and investigation. Greetings, chaps. The following program contains gratuitous tomfoolery and references to indolent ne'er-do-wells and illicit nostrum. Listener discretion is demanded. You have been warned. The mortal dawn in disguise has been welcome into the den of delectation, an Andesian house of pleasure specializing in illegal alchemy, strange dark magics, and sins of the flesh. A pair of veiled humanoids wearing tight robes of cream and burgundy gesture you inward with exaggerated movements, cooing and greeting you with praise and admiration. Wooden jewelry adorn their fingers and forearms. They graciously lead you down a long corridor filled with the soft sounds of fire burning, liquids bubbling, and gentle moans of bodies without minds. Thin, translucent fabrics reveal silhouettes of individuals inside chambers partaking in a myriad of pleasures. Some in groups, some alone, outlined with a device covered in hoses, and some, while appearing to be by themselves, issue forth the sound of two voices, filling the chamber with soft whispers in a sweet abyssal baritone. The lights are dim and salmon pink. The smells are exotic and make your toes tingle. You are led to a round table, large enough for a dozen, but with only six chairs. And another figure in silky cream robes with a veiled hood sits with a series of prismatic flamed candles burning in front of them, and a row of wooden cups. There's a tray adorned with artistic canapé, and they too have jewelry on their forearms and fingers, but theirs are made of polished ivory. Greetings, honored guests. I am called Rapture. I offer you wine of the night vine. Rogamian olives stuffed with sheep's cheese. Silverhorn nuts from Ilosar soaked in brandy. And a pate of cocktrace fed only apples and pork until their harvest. These are offered freely, and we are blessed by your curious minds. Please sit and free yourselves of the world's woes and speak to me. 
with honest hearts about the peace you seek. Take it down a notch. For such guests I cannot help but be <sighs> emotive. Well, uh, I am certainly honored by this amazing spread and the party we are about to have. Uh, I am Texathandrius Q. Landsman. It's a pleasure to meet you. Can I shake your hand? Please, and reaching their long fingers slightly further up your wrist than the standard handshake gives you a two-handed shake. Oh, this is a mighty handshake. Thank you so much. Now, what, what do you recommend here? We do have a very special menu available to you. Please sit, sit. Let us discuss what it is you wish to experience. I keep waiting for text to say, let's say grace before we eat. <laughs> like Before we eat drugs. <laughs> <laughs> I promise you that the canapé is just euphoric in flavor and no other chemicals. All right, well, cheers. Well, now, that's a mighty suspicious thing for you to say. Now, now don't be rude. Don't be rude. I'm sorry. He didn't mean to be rude. Not at all. This is a place of trust. Speak your minds. I will prepare the contract. Contract? A place of trust. That's right. Everybody here makes a career out of fucking people over. You expect us to trust you just because you said something. We would not seek clientele who come to escape themselves, who could not trust us to protect them while they are not within their minds and bodies. All right, right. That is the form of the contract. And what sort of security do you put in place to make sure that when I'm freaking out, I'm not going to walk myself into somebody else's swords? We have trained professionals that patrol the halls and monitor everyone's well-being, as well as many of the luxury suites having communication with those in charge. Oh, but what kind of intervals are we talking about? Every 15 minutes, every 10 minutes, every 5 minutes? Is somebody going to be knocking on the door and interrupting my good time? Errol's never been great at trust. Uh, you'll have to give him a minute. Not at all. I wish you to feel liberated. And in order to do that, you must know you are safe. We can have you monitored to any degree that you wish. Well, now. Not too safe, I hope. I wouldn't be doing drugs if it was safe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you crack me up, Nigel. You sound like a fucking narc. What? <laughs> he's, he's kidding, he's kidding, it's fine. We do not wish to limit that which you can imbibe, but we do wish to warn you that some of our chemicals are quite strong and we wish to prevent an overdose, but we know how easy it is to be carried away. Part of the contract simply waves the den of delectation from the risk of your death should you be responsible for your own chemical-induced suicide, as it were. Well, I don't know about anybody else, but I'm looking for something that, uh, let's say, uh, Makes me forget the last few weeks and makes me really relive my youth. Yes, yes, we have many things. And he produces kind of a wooden plaque that looks like this is something that probably gets changed every, every few weeks. Um, but it's the current menu. And he says, we have the cremata herb. You burn and inhale the fumes. It is a weed grown on graves and blended with the ash of manticore. Now, manticore? That's right. What's a manticore? Oh, a magical creature infused with many ancient bloods of beasts. Uh, all right. We also have the Grey Moon's Union, which is a liquid stimulant. It simulates and stimulates sexual desire. It is best used when paired with some of our available companions. That one. Oh, yes, before I finish the menu, you wish to sign up for that one. That is fine. Will you be enjoying your experiences individually at separate chambers? You can each pick a different item to sample. Well, you, you see what's going on here is we've been having a party and we just want to keep that party going. So I think at least to start, we want to have a, a table thing. Well, I'd hate to split the party. <laughs> <laughs> Dreadful idea. Never do it. If you wish to forget the past few weeks, I would also recommend the Red Lantern's Veil. It actually very briefly stimulates the effects of death and gives you an out-of-body experience, bringing back memories from the past to replace those of the more current. I will take three of those. <laughs> and of course, the special of the week is the leech's glass, which has been quite popular. Our new strain is particularly potent. N now, what makes this new strain so special? We have recently hired some of the finest alchemists in all of Anne Design to work for us. Oh, that's a mighty fancy. Yes, I would have to agree wholeheartedly. And since your missive that came before your arrival indicated that you had quite a bit of a currency to invest in your pleasures, I can offer you one of our private chambers in the lower quarters, of course. Well, only the best for my group. Yes, well, 
What can I bring you for your appetizer? Your starting. Would you like to begin with the Grey Moon's Union and have some of our companions come and join you? Or perhaps begin with a quick death? <laughs> I know I just want to feel harder, faster, and stronger. Ah, the Daft Punk special. <laughs> so right Might I suggest an aperitif of leech's glass to get your bodies and minds ready before we bring you the stronger substances? Yeah, what, what's an aperitif? Is that some kind of... It is a palate cleanser, something oh. to either end or introduce a new experience. Oh, sounds fancy. Indeed. Please, the contract awaits. It will indicate that we will monitor you if you wish during your time, give you suggestions on how much to imbibe, and encourage you not to overdose. But should you do such a thing, it will protect us from legal ramifications from other guilds. Not the mages. They don't know what we're up to down here, do they? And he puts a very simple piece of paperwork with just a few lines on it and a quill on the table. And there's enough room for probably like eight signatures, implying that they have large groups come and do things. But uh... Nigel reaches forward and just the huge looping, ridiculous, doesn't even look like a signature. It's just a giant loopy scribble. And it takes up at least three of the signature lines. It's so big. <laughs> the old John Hancock. Yeah. Nice. Errol picks up a pen and marks an X next to one of them. Bell says... Well, I've never been afraid of paper and pen, and uh, signs as well. Not have I, my dear. I have people for that. <laughs> oh, man, i got to get me some of those. Uh, uh, right here? Right here. Yes, that's fine. Perfect. What about right here? Also acceptable. Uh, all right, all right. And uh, definitely not in cursive, just in, like, blocky text. Texothandrius. Shit, is that two Ds? Uh, Q, Landsman. Balloon letters. <laughs> <laughs> Illegible text. <laughs> so after you complete signing the contract, you're taken downward into a staircase of stone. The lights drift from pink to a pale green as you enter a long hallway with many passages. Down here we have chambers for our special guests, as well as top-of-the-line laboratories working round the clock to find new and exciting ways to cleanse the soul and awaken the sleeping mind. There are large humanoids wearing similar colors of burgundy and cream, but they have large carved animal heads covering their heads, and they seem to be wearing leather armor instead of robes. And as they quietly walk through the corridors, they seem almost mindless. They too have adorned fingers and forearms, but theirs are bands of iron. Their limbs are long and muscular, with veins bulging through them. They're likely as much chemical as they are what was once human. They seem to carry no weapons, though. The walls and ceiling are adorned with vivid tapestries and mosaics of bright colors, alien landscapes. They pull in your eyes and guide you through abstract lines, across galaxies, and into beautiful fields of calm light. You stop outside a wooden door, unmarked, and a key is produced from within Rapture's robes. And with slender fingers, they unlock the portal. The chamber is large, with faded gray pillars holding up a small domed ceiling, etched to resemble the night sky, with pinholes of light bleeding through from some unseen magical source. The air is heavy and filled with soft clouds of steam, emitting from a deep marble basin carved into the floor, a magical hot spring with dozens of colored flowers floating on the surface. Soft furs and silks are stacked around the lip and piled with pillows. White cones of incense meld with the steam to greet you with smells of lavender, lemongrass, leather and seawater, memories. There's a statue of a lovely woman with flowing marble hair, that seems to watch over the pool. Her curves are perfectly smooth, almost unnatural. Soft flowing fabrics of curved stone drape over her, revealing much, but hiding plenty. We will bring you the gifts of your delight soon. Please make yourselves as comfortable as possible. If you require any food, beverage, or services, simply whisper it to the Maiden of Desire. Her only wish is to see your pleasure. And uh, he leaves you alone in this room, and you can hear the sounds of some footsteps from outside as he closes the door. Uh, quite reasonably, a couple of those large figures coming within reach to watch the door. All right. So the game is... Let's figure this out. So uh, what do we do? Drugs, by the sounds of things, and plenty of them. A toast, chaps, to pleasures untold. And not fucking it up. That too. All right, lads. Ready to take our medicine? Cheers. To not fucking it up. Ooh. I drink the vial that I'm holding. If I want to do something clandestine, do I have to roll? 
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Roll me a sleight of hand using your dexterity. Oof. <laughs> I can let you muscle stealth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's a two. Arvid tries to look like they're about to drink it and like not. White liquid just spills down Arvid's chin and onto the, <laughs> onto the bare chest of Bell the Bell Ringer. Oh my. Or the, sorry, not bear, the decolletage. Decolletage. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I hand them mine. <clears throat> uh, thank you. As they take it, I wink at them. <laughs> Trying not to lose their composition. Just like, <laughs> And uh, I think while everyone's focusing on that, Chris is just going to pocket it. Well, that was disgusting. Harthax is oblivious to what's happening. They're like they're like looking at the statue and the water and everything, thinking like, oh, hot spring looks really nice. <laughs> <laughs> the room is beautiful. The pillows, the furs, and the water itself are extremely tempting. And you are certain that people climb in this kind of thing all the time. And a soft music emits from the statue, kind of setting the mood. Soft, slow strings, tinkling, flute. Nigel strips buck-ass naked and gets in the pool. <laughs> nice. <laughs> So now there's like a pile of illusory clothes on the floor that were never actually there. <laughs> right. <laughs> Someone comes to clean them up and they just go right through them. <laughs> Sploosh. The smell of like flowers bombards you. <laughs> How dreadfully upsetting. His external genitalia is very off-putting. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I don't know how you manage it. <laughs> You sloppy boy. My, <laughs> my gods, how do you prevent just scratching it all the time? After a short period of relaxation and breathing in these wonderful effervescent fumes, uh, there is a knock at the door and you hear the voice of Rapture once again say, I enter my lieges, my ladies and lords. And, and uh, followed by two more of the wooden banded servants, uh, rapture kind of bows and they walk in carrying these silver trays with black pillows on them and one following behind has a small wooden box and they set these out before you on a kind of stone buffet along the wall if you wish to partake in the leech's glass use simply one blade and there are these tiny beautifully carved glass daggers translucent in colors of green and blue and as they open the box there's also a little circular vial with three holes in the top that has this sort of gray, swirling, almost glittery liquid inside. Do any of you require instructions on imbibing? Um, I've never used the lich glass before. Quite simple. Take one single blade and cut it into your flesh. Most people prefer the forearm, but you can use whatever bare skin you wish. I don't suggest eyes or tongue. As for the Grey Moon's union, he pulls this clear hose out of the box and screws it into one of the three openings and says... Simply take the hose into your mouth and ascend it towards the heavens. <laughs> that sounds like a euphemism. I'm just excited about the, the magical beer bomb. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Your pleasures lie before you. I encourage you to use caution, but seek the freedom eagerly. I will return in some time to check on you. But until then, unwind. And the four of them leave the chamber and close it. Leech's glass dissolves, yeah? Mm-hmm. All right. Harthax is just kind of going to grab the pillow of Leech's glass and just chuck it in the pool. Well, let's get rid of those. It looks like we've done some drugs. Um, now, don't you think they would want to uh, see that most of the drugs, if not all of them, were gone by the time they get back? But that precisely. would make more sense. That's why I've disposed of all okay. of those for us. Uh. <laughs> why? Just, just Why? It's quite simple, old chap. We only have enough antitoxin for one dose. Wouldn't want to waste it on that stuff, would you? I go ahead and grab the Grey Moon and uh, upend it. As you lift it, gravity takes over and the liquid funnels into the file and shoots down your throat. It's less liquid than you would assume, but as it washes down your throat, you're just filled with this a kind of cold light. Uh, it sinks into your stomach and suddenly you can feel the blood rushing to your fingertips and all of your extremities. The heat from the pool becomes almost irresistible, like it's pulling you in. The heat from everyone's bodies, save for Parathax, who's cold-blooded, seems to magnetize your skeleton. You're, you're nearly vibrating. Uh, just roll me a constitution save to see how well you deal with it. Not awesome. 
<laughs> that is a seven. All right. <laughs> you begin to salivate almost uncontrollably. Your mouth is just wet. Your eyes begin to leak tears, and your body is producing all fluids at a very high rate. Uh, starting to feel a bit weird. It's kind of, um, it's kind of nice. A bit complicated. Can't really explain. Well, you lot are warm. Well, you lot are warm, aren't you? Except you. Don't really want to hug you, artifacts. I get that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> then again, um, yeah, come here. <laughs> Still walking towards artifacts. Um, well, well, uh, Fully, fully clothed, you wade into this pool of water and embrace Harithax in a very comforting hug. Can I feel the scales beneath the illusion? Now, since this is a very powerful seeming illusion, you actually feel like half-orc muscle and uh, just bare flesh. You're very, um... Yeah, this is, this is nothing. I don't want this. Where's the scales? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm currently spiraling down a... If you feel sensations for things that aren't actually there, I'm like, could you have illusory sex but actually feel it? Because various bits were... Uh, Would you like to role play to find out? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, trust me, old boy, they're there. But, uh, Artyom... I'm afraid maybe giving Arvid half of your uh, antitoxin may have reduced your efficacy. And with that, Bell is over there doing the doing the other one as well. Doing the, uh, what was it called? The moon? The gray moon? The gray moon. Also trying gray moon. That sounded like the most exciting and probably the best for a starter. Mm -hmm. Perhaps you ought to try licking the excess off of Arvid's chest. <laughs> as Arvid is uh, consuming... <laughs> As Arvid is consuming the, the Grey Moon, I say, No, don't think that's necessary. I gave him water. What? It's all just water. <laughs> Still got the antidote here. I'll be keeping that for later. Sounds like powerful magic. This is, this is weird. I'm used to muscles, but this, this is outrageous. <laughs> um, Reginald, what, what is the policy in the LUQ on uh, sexual harassment? <laughs> <laughs> It's a very, very complicated and deep rabbit hole. Okay, I guess we'll just hope for the best. So, Arvid 2, um, roll me a constitution save as you imbibe the Grey Moon <laughs> Union. That's uh, a total of eight. <laughs> wow! So, both you and Artyom are not only quite loopy, but you're feeling absolutely uh, juiced. Horny would be the word. Um, but also, every... Part of your skin is like fascinating. Even like the blinking of your eyes, experiencing it is like the renewal of the moisture of your of your eye is so enrapturing. Oh, my my eyes are like two orbs that bounce around in my head. Oh. That's exactly what they are. Boing. <laughs> <laughs> um. What wasn't there something about companions? Perhaps we should. Uh, perhaps we should meet some companions. You know, we could get some information. That's from a them. terrible idea. Be Be oh. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We don't. We don't need extra extra bits in here. Mm. For that, I say, looking down at my waist. <laughs> <laughs> what about Chris? Your two of your fellow party members have have taken the good Kool Aid. Artyom walks away and starts feeling their own fingerprints on their fingerprints. Mm -hmm. Uh, okay. Uh, what is there left? Is it There's more Grain Moons Union. I'm going to assume Harithax disposed of the leech's glass. Yeah. Um, there was one item on the menu that didn't get mentioned, mm -hmm. um, but there's a tiny, we'll, we'll say there's a tiny box that's labeled. Okay. Um, and then, of course, there's the Cremata Herb, which is kind of like a, a very fancy pipe of this burning weed. So uh, Christothandrius goes over to where all the goodies are. Now, now let me show you all how it's done. Uh, and immediately takes... Uh, a sampling, a good sampling of everything that's there. Oh, dear. Uh, you lift a fancy bronze pipe, intricately carved to kind of look like a reclining human body, with the hand basin being where you burn the herb, and with a quick light of your thumb magically, you ignite the cremata herb, breathe in the fumes. Um, there's also a very small black box. These two have taken the only two doses of Grey Moon's Union they brought you, but it simply says Whispers of the Black Spiral on the front of it bottoms up uh, and you open the box expecting some sort of pill liquid herb something inside but the box seems to be bottomless it simply looks into this black void and the second your eyes make contact with this darkness 
you hear these sounds filling your head, just... I think you're out of key. Can can you try it again? <laughs> but as this infernal tongue enters your mind and your body, you immediately lose all sense of ego and self. You are in another place. You have no memory of who you are in this instance. Meanwhile, <laughs> Bell is trying to teach uh, Errol some of the uh, childhood hand games that they used to play when they were little. Wow, that could be interpreted many ways considering you're both horny. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Excellent. And you notice Chris is just staring into this box, not moving a muscle, just looking enraptured into this like tiny ring-sized box. Reginald, I dare say things may have gone a bit sideways. They're totally fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I look over at the other two. Not quite yet, they're not. <laughs> well, Reginald, it looks like it's you and me completing the mission today. What do you say? I think I'm done talking for now. <laughs> do your job. <laughs> Uppity damn robot. Well, looks like this is a solo mission now. All right, lads. Best we get our job done, eh? Hmm. Uh, maybe in a minute. Yeah, maybe in a minute. I got other things going on. Well, I dare say I think the first step will be closing that infernal box that Chris is staring into. Hey, lads, maybe we should get our job done, eh? Hmm. Arvid as Bell is kind of rubbing on the shoulder and then gradually upwards of Errol, kind of like, you know, grabby palms. What are you doing? It feels nice. Oh, yeah? Bit weird? No good. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. I don't know about all that. Uh, and maybe maybe the other hand is starting to drift down? Hey, hey. <clears throat> well, no. I'm not interested. I'm sorry. I, f I forgot myself. Captain, right? Hey, that's right. Not really, uh, don't really drive on that kind of thing. And I turn around and walk away. Still, like, kind of fingering my fingertips and, like, rubbing my eyelashes. <laughs> and the sensation of your tongue meticulously inspecting each of your teeth is just enrapturing. Mm. As they're doing this, Harthax will, will walk over and close the box that Chris is looking into. And when you get close, you can hear, like, these little whispers of this coming out. And the moment it's closed, you snap back into yourself. You're still a little fucked up from having smoked the herb, but the voices of the Black Spiral have subsided and you are no longer in that void. Oh, oh dear. I, 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 uh, I bat him on the shoulder. I oh. think uh, Ovid might need some help. Oh, oh dear? Yeah, Ovid needs some special attention. Uh, Not my scene. Oh, oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear? Oh, oh dear! <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Let's put the box away, and I'm going to go dunk my face in cold and hot water alternatingly until my head explodes. Arathax, you hear that those footsteps that were pacing around outside have receded. You seem to be left alone now that you are all seemingly in the throes of the chemical state. Arathax will, um, there's a closed door right now, right? Yes. I'm going to open the door and do like a Scooby-Doo, like look out of the door, like whoop, and look around. The guards who are standing post um, are not there. And the long corridors, you can hear footsteps of them moving and patrolling off in the distance, but for now, this corridor is clear. I say, lads, and lasses, I suppose, looks like the coast is clear. Oh, right. Um, <laughs> what, 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 what were we supposed to do again? You were supposed to show us how it's done. <laughs> See, here's the thing, friend. I got about 400 years of this kind of stuff under my belt. Mm -hmm. Why don't you put the little walks away, step away from the fumes... And go give Arvid a big hug, eh? Oh, all right. Oh, uh, Bell. Bell, dude. Come here. Archip's hand starts drifting towards Arthax's hair. And he pulls it back. Arthax doesn't notice because they're like looking out. They're like, all right, let's set off, lads. And and Arthax walks out into the hallway without putting their illusory clothes back on because Arthax doesn't think about putting clothes on. So I'm just walking out as a buck-ass naked half-orc. These walls feel fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. All right. Is the group going to remain in the chamber or follow Harathax into the hallway? I'm right on Harathax's tail, feeling everything as I walk past it. Excellent. I don't think you can feel my tail. It's illusory. Ah. <laughs> um, Arvid will follow them, or I guess Belle, and she will also ask Tex, did you bring any instruments? I could really, I could really enjoy some music right now. Oh, hold on. 
I'm sure he's got an instrument for you. Eh? Ah, Haru? Eh? One of these? Holds up his hand. I think perhaps it would be best not to play music wandering through the hallways where we're not supposed to be. I was no, gonna, no, this is objectively no. the worst start to a stealth mission yeah. I've ever seen. No, no. <laughs> no, no, music makes everything better. Everything. So uh, why not start Unearthly Chorus? It's cut, like a little subtle one. Cut to that scene from Emperor's New Groove where Kronk is doing his own theme music. <laughs> so, the hallways have many near-mindless lumbering guards patrolling obediently out of sight. Dozens of unmarked doors lead deeper and deeper into the den. The lights are low. The stone is silent. It's time for the mortal dawn to make their move against their greatest foe of all, a stealth skill challenge. <laughs> Storm, what exactly are we looking at here? Well, Kip, in my professional opinion, the mortal dawn are tripping like a centaur in a sack race. This doesn't look good for the mission, but it does look like a lot of fun in every other way. Look at those goofballs corrupt the walls. Classic. Well, thankfully, the League doesn't currently enforce any strict drug or alcohol use policies for teams while questing. Don't even say such things, Kip. Can you imagine having to straddle a horse up a mountain for 12 hours and then not being able to pound back a few drinks by the fire afterwards? Oh. I'm just saying, the League adopts new protective policies pretty regularly. It may be on the horizon. Uh, stop it. Your words are like hornets in my heart. I'm begging you. The idea of melamalling out a cyclops eye with a shovel and not throwing back some celebratory shots afterwards? Ugh, it's more than I can stomach. They may even go so far as to restrict drug and alcohol use during questing seasons. If the results are positive, anything to keep teams working at maximum efficiency. I'm weak. World. Going dark. Soul. Leaving body. No joy remains. <laughs> Just kidding, big guy. We all know adventure and recreation go hand in hand. We'd lose half our teams overnight. <laughs> I think your shots are safe, pal. You really had me for a second there, kid. I can never tell when you pull on my leg. Your war chest face is that of a quiet golem. An antisocial construct, you could say. Well, too bad I'm not a gambler. <laughs> Come to think of it, you'd be a gold mine at the card stable back in Sabellieris. Does that perfect little machine-like brain of yours count cards, too? Oh, baby, we'd score big time. My infectious machismo, your emotionless information processing powers, we clean house. And speaking of big scores, let's take a moment to hear from this week's sponsors. Stay tuned and find out what kind of trouble the MDs get into as they wander the halls high as wyverns. After these messages. Uh, it's hotter than Bren's butthole out here. Hot and sticky. I'm gonna die. We need to cool off. Isn't there anyone who can help? <laughs> Did somebody say ice? No. No. Not really. No. I don't think so. Okay. What about freeze? Uh-uh. Nope. Sorry. Are you even listening? Look, somebody said something about getting cold, okay? I know, I'm like the guy for this. I think she said cool off a while ago. Yeah, I, I did say that. Well, then why didn't you just... whatever. Did somebody say cool off? It's the white ice-ard. The ice The ice-bard. Ice-bard? Are you serious? No, I'm the frigid. That's worse. Dumb. That's way worse, dude. Whatever. Can you just... okay? It's the Fridger. Fridgem's the snow goon. Seems like you need a cone of cold. I prefer fudge sickles. A delicious lemon waffle cone carved with arcane runes to keep cold the swirl of elemental vanilla and raspberry ice cream within. Damn, that actually does sound pretty good. (laughs) Can I get a churro? Nope. No God's damn churros, but maybe you should break the seal on the bottom of your cones for, I don't know, extra flavor or something, you ungrateful little bastards. Oh, God. Sigma, save us. Eric. Oh, fuck, Eric. Someone call a cleric. Someone call a cleric, please. I want to take a second to tell you about a podcast I think you'll really like, Mayday. 
No one is prepared for disaster. No one knows exactly how they'll react in a plane crash, an earthquake, or when a lone gunman decides to open fire. On May Day, you'll hear about the people who had to find out, people whose stories deserve to be heard. Join hosts Maya Nalani and Luke Welland as they tell you about extraordinary people who found themselves in extraordinary circumstances. Listen to May Day wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, you cuties. They're all here to give you the shakedown of what's going on in Slapdash. Nah, that's not gonna happen. We just got done recording our 100th episode, and let me tell you, it's gonna be a doozy. The only reason we've kept it up this long, though, is because of our fantastic community and all of their support. From social media shares to fan art to Patreon support, it is unbelievable to see all the love that you guys show us day in and day out. That being said, I want to give special thanks this week's legendary team, The Ancestors Fury, with Timothy Andrew Southern, Andrew42, Izzy, and Darth Mail. I can practically hear you guys saying AF represent, and it warms my heart. I also wanted to thank none other than Christopher Mashburn for upping their subscription from Legend to Patron for the month of December in honor of the holidays. Their fan art has been a source of incalculable joy for all of us, and we can't thank them enough. Last week was episode two of six of Red Blossom Black Snow, my Legend of the Five Rings campaign for Level Up Dice, and I had an amazing time. Check out twitch.tv forward slash level up underscore TTV, that's level up underscore TTV, to see previous episodes, and come check us out on Thursdays at 6.30 p.m. PST for more. If you want a fantastic gift for the geek in your life, Level Up Dice honestly is the best thing I could imagine. The perfect balance of something they wouldn't buy for themselves but would love to receive as a gift. But please use our link at bit.ly forward slash LUD slapdash so we can get a taste of that action. Don't forget December 25th is the deadline for our content contest. We haven't gotten many subscriptions yet, so you might be surprised how easy it would be to win some LUQ merch for yourself. Any content that's safe for work, not previously made, and clearly LUQ-themed is welcome. Go ahead and send those submissions to admin at slapdashstudios.com with a description of what we're looking at for a chance to win. You can also find links to our merch at theluq.com. Use Spirit Rest for free shipping through December. If you want to advertise with us or have a special message you want on the show, please shoot an email to admin at slapdashstudios. Or if you just want to show your support, please check out our Patreon at patreon.com slapdashstudios. It's basically the only way we make any money. But enough of my spiels. Let's get you back to the action. All right, lads. Cards are dealt. Chips are in. Time for the reveal. War chest is at five. Flagship? I show a two and the crown. A total war. Four points for me. And the next player has remained neutral with a three. That's right. Ah, our flagship has the crown. How lucky for you. That's nothing. I reveal two sorcerers. That's Arcane Order. Two cards, dealer. Ah, Arcane Order is called. Your first card is Four of Blades. That ties you with the flagship. Next card, a six. Ten points. And with total war, that's eleven. Quite the score to surpass. Beat that, Scorpion Eater. Hmm. Both skill and luck. What a treat for me. But a sad day for you, for I reveal two assassins. Secret war. I assassinate your six of blades and the crown. With total war, that is six points. Oh, with the six and crown assassinated, that makes your new scores four and two. Secret war gets the war chest. Plus a coin from our neutral player. I have doubled your three. Yeah, yeah. Ah, the sweet clink of heavy southern coins. How I adore them. Damn cheating now, Karin. I'll have your thumbs. There's no cheating at my table, sir. Take your losses like a man. Dirty damn sand snake. Coming into our bars and bringing your bad luck on us. Bad luck to bet against an Karin. Tricky devils. It would seem luck has been quite kind to me. Your own bad luck is no fault of mine. Yeah? Well, why don't you take your attitude back north and go hide under the gown of your filthy whore queen? What did you say about my queen? You heard me. Whole kingdom of children praising their mommy like some goddess. No wonder your kingdom can't keep peace with anyone. You're led by some crazy broad. Do you know why? We are Karens. Serve only a queen. I couldn't care less. Then be silent and listen. Sigmis had five children, Ivory Dog. Only one daughter, Alkiera. She was not pampered like her brothers. She was not handed rich fields and farmlands to watch over and grow fat and docile. She was given the kingdom of sand and stone. She was stronger than her siblings, more capable, 
She turned that wasteland into a piece of art. Assigned the noble houses, top of their trade in any of the five kingdoms. She took nothing and turned it into the wealthiest capital in the world. She blessed her descendants with unflinching leadership, formed the House of the Sphinx in her bloodline. It was decreed only a woman will lead our people, a queen above all others, an outdated law for old fools if ever I heard one. Do you think in our history no men have tried to usurp the throne? Do you not think the war of Kala Andir shed the blood of many Sphinx nobles? Do you think Manzir the Bridesnake did not put his blade to the throat of the old queen and demand to rule? Good on him. Bunch of superstitious sheep. And do you know what happened to them? Dead. Within days. All of them. Every male who has dared to touch the Sphinx's throne. Sickness. Madness. Killed all from within. They all took up the mantle of the cursed Sigmis, the very god you plaster on your white churches, put on our kingdom. Our queens rule with great power and grace, despite the burden put on her by ancestors. It is men like them and men like you that are the reason Alkiera formed the House of the Manticore. You are familiar, no? No. Surely the legend of the fighting Manticores has made its way south. Ruthless warriors who serve the queen at any cost. Trained from birth with spear and shield. Master archers. Unmatched trackers. Skilled assassins. Sure. But I thought that was made up. Now it is you who sound superstitious. If you had heard of them, I dare say you would watch your tongue in the presence of one of their generals. All right, all right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Do you want to play another round of war chest? I grow tired of the barking of ivory dogs. I take your coin and wish you dead winds at sea and an arrow through your water skin. But if you speak ill of my queen again, day or night, among friends or alone, I will find you and I will show you what a secret war really looks like. <laughs> The mortal dawn is leaving their private pleasure chamber to seek out the truths hidden deep within the den of delectation. Three out of the four of you are high. (laughs) (laughs) What do? (laughs) Lumbering mindless guards quietly pace the halls out of sight. The doors are unmarked. Let's roll initiative. That's a 20 for Artem. Nice. 15. 12 for Christ. Also 12 for Harthax. Plus two. I'm writing down the numbers and not names like an idiot. Luckily, I remember who's who. So, because two of you have taken the Grey Moon's Union, I'm going to give you disadvantage on strength decks and constitution skills because your minds are very focused. You are very aware and keen, but you're kind of clumsy. You don't have as much control of your limbs as you usually do. Chris, you took the Cremata Herb, so you're going to have the opposite. Uh, you feel very limber. You feel very natural. Your body doesn't hurt in any way, but your mind is very cloudy. So your intelligence, wisdom, and charisma skills are a disadvantage. <laughs> Do the whispers have an effect? The whispers will have a lasting effect, but nothing in the skill challenge. Oh, <laughs> oh that's not <laughs> ominous. Alante's favorite phrase to hear. <laughs> and the doorway that you are leaving has a music magically created, gently coming out of it. I'll, I'll illustrate that at the beginning of the skill challenge, that that's how you're beginning. The first step is Artyom. So what is our objective exactly? You're looking for more information about where they're getting their components from or trying to stop the laboratories that are producing these drugs. Something to throw a wrench in their works. So you're going to try to find doorways that lead to things besides pleasure chambers while avoiding the guards. Gotcha. Well, I'm going to say a little something under my voice. Lord of Light, give us a little bit of a break. And I snap my fingers and I'm going to use uh, my spell casting to take the light away. Just make it dark. Cool. Let's see it. 16 plus 8. That is plenty. And you feel a very natural open connection with your deity right now. Um, sometimes you have to think for a moment to kind of connect with that. Right now it's just flowing through you. And the soft blue lights just fade to almost absolute darkness. There you go, Aram. Oh, that help. I say, it should help me. <laughs> old, old text back there can still see, though. Next up in the stealth skill challenge is Arvid. Okay, Asbel. Arvid will let the uh, let the feeling 
guide her uh, and make an insight check to to try to like parse out which direction like uh, as if your your emotions were a dowsing rod. Usually, I'm pretty picky about when you can use insight, but because you're literally high and yeah. you're no that, that this makes sense in this context. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, okay. That's twelve. All right, you follow your heart. You see a hallway, and it just seems right. There's no guards in it. They're off in the distance, and it just this hallway must be right. It just seems natural. Why wouldn't it be this hallway? Next up is Chris. I'm still kind of a mindless zombie, right? Yeah, you're you're brain dumb. Okay. Uh, all right. S- stealth. Uh, shadows. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he's just gonna like speed through it as nimbly, stealthy, stealthily as he can in the direction Arvid's going. Okay. Roll me a stealth check. I assume you're sh- you're ending your music. I probably should for the benefit of the group. You can keep it going, but you'll have disadvantage on stealth because you're playing music. <laughs> okay. Uh, it, it, it'll, it'll turn off. That's a seven. All right. You begin moving, realizing you're not very good at seeing in the dark. And in fact, collide your knee with a nearby wall. Ah, God. Uh, next up is Harithax. Right. Lads, uh, do try not to get into trouble. I'm going to do a bit of scouting. I'll take my um, my sword cane which is my disguised staff of the witness. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to ca- use it to cast arcane eye. Um, and can I do that uh, perception check? Yeah, absolutely. That sounds like a to great use. To use that to kind of scout ahead of us with my with my invisible eye instead of actually going down hallways. Sure. Perception. Not one of my better skills. That's a natural 20, though. Ooh. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> So the arcane eye is, in fact, a perfect scouting mechanism for this kind of dangerous and secretive hallway. You can whiz it around corners. No one else is aware of it. You fly past a couple of these guards' heads. Each of them has a different kind of animal carving placed on their head. Some of them have, like, elephants with wooden trunks hanging down. Some are stags with huge antlers, but they are unaware of of your divination. Can I pop the eye, like, on the other side of their mask to see what they look like underneath the masks? At some point. Yeah, as you like clip through in a video yeah. game, you just see humans with very oh, okay. shaved heads and blank blank stares. Okay. Um, and you zip around a few corners and you uh, notice that one hallway seems to have slightly more foot traffic. The carpet's like a little more worn. And as you follow it, it leads to a series of stone doors and not wooden doors. You think that's probably a good clue as to where to head. All right, lads, I've got a lead. So that was a good jump ahead for the group, which is very good. So next up is Artyom. Well. The lights are off. We know where we're going. I'm going... Ooh, I like this. I'm going to go ahead and use my considerable medical knowledge to try and assess exactly what's going on with my body so Mm. that I'm better able to kind of control myself in the future. I'm going to set myself up for a stealth check later without disadvantage, if that's possible. Yes, I think that's good, depending on the outcome of your medicine check. Yes, of course. Not awesome. That's a 10. You know, I think I'm going to go ahead and use my LUQ inspiration. Very good. And it's the same goddamn thing. Another oh, two. two. But, uh, yeah. That was great because I immediately rolled a 20 as my fake roll. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, I was going to I was gonna say, um, because of the background we built for Artyom, where you get advantage once a day on a medical check on something you consume, I'm going to give you advantage on hey, the roll. Hey, all right. Nice. Holy shit, it's a goddamn 20. Yeah. <laughs> Another one. Two, two, twenty. Excellent. Very good. So you take a moment and really assess what your body's doing. You you get a feel for how responsive your limbs are. You really focus your mind up and kind of push the distractions of the drug at bay. Focus up your ability to move more deftly. As I walk, as I walk past Harithax, I say, this is fucking rad. <laughs> And you even give Arvid a quick pinch to kind of get their head in the right space, having ascertained what's helping you focus. Uh, next up is Arvid, or Bell of Belchester. Barvid. <laughs> Belvid. <laughs> the Belvid Underground. <laughs> okay. Is the, the hall that Haru going down the same one that I was going down? Or nope. <laughs> oh, I guess my heart was wrong. Uh... <laughs> Story of my life. Ooh. <laughs> Yikes. And... What was the last? Oh, the last was like a medicine thing. Correct. Stealth at disadvantage. All right. Three. <laughs> Three. I was say, it's, a, it's a two, fam. Fantastic. 
uh, yeah, you are not moving very quietly. You are dragging your horns accidentally against low parts of the ceiling, forgetting they're there. It's got a bell on it, too. Uh, <laughs> for just a split moment, you start to round a corner and see a guard coming and then backtrack, hoping they didn't see you. Next up is Chris. It seems like some of the guards are starting to get closer. Maybe they're following some sort of disturbance. They haven't found you yet, but they are now on the move. You do notice one as you're passing by one of the corridors who's facing away from you, and you see a key hanging on his belt. Ooh, I would like to um, stumble over and uh, use sleight of hand and get it. All right. It's going to be a high DC, but... All right. I do have advantage on, on this. That's true. That is a 14 plus 6. That's pretty good. Uh, so despite your intoxicated nature, you do manage to tippy-toe and with the confidence only a chemical can supply you, uh, snatch it off his belt and duck around the corner before he notices. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it. I can't think of a one-liner. So the group converges following Hyrothax, using your arcane eye to guide you and you're next in the skill challenge. Okay. So there's a hallway with stone doors. Mm -hmm. Are there guards in this hallway? It sounds like you can hear their footsteps, but they're not within line of sight. All right. Well, let's uh, follow me, gang. I'll go up and I'll open the first stone door. So you see a series of five stone doors. Each of them has foreign markings on the front of it. All right. They seem to be labeling whatever's inside. But I don't understand the markings. No. Okay. Uh, eeny, meeny, miny, mo. I open door number two. All right. I'm, what did you roll? I rolled a D10, and then I divided it by two to see which door I opened. All right. Well, lucky you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what's behind door number two when I throw it open. Uh, you do, in fact, snatch the key from Chris, because these doors are clearly locked as soon as you get within sight of the no. handles. As you snatch the key from Chris, you're guessing that this key would unlock any of these five doors. <laughs> um, but the one you pick has three locks in place, as opposed to the other doors that just have knobs. And you turn all three. And it swings open just as you hear the sounds of several guards coming. And the group pushes inside and closes the door behind them before they come into line of sight. The sound of liquids bubbling and glass clinking echoes around you. It's a dim room, and there are six human men standing around tables. They're wearing robes of long, gray, tattered fabrics that seem to be stitched together very poorly. They have shackles around their wrists, and all of them are wearing a necklace with a little tiny crystal hanging from the end of it. They seem to be just furiously working at their tables, concocting alchemy, measuring beakers, pouring things carefully over burning flames. And one of them, his uh, amulet lights up and they all become aware of you entering their room. Uh, but they seem to be kept under lock and key. The one whose amulet is glowing looks to the group confused and says, Who, who are all of you? Uh, I am, I am. Rescue you. You. You're those of science over there. I'm going to have to get a look at this science. And I walk over to it. Uh, the alchemy laid before you is absolutely next level. It is incredibly complex. And it seems like they are using a lot of very small gems and creating sheets of glass that are being kind of pressed and cooked. And there are several barrels nearby that have this really bizarre looking, almost purple mud in them that they seem to be working from. And the figures look into all four of you and says, this can't be. It's Christ, my child. Uh, there's no one named that here. And he looks down to the glowing amulet and says, You've returned to me at last, in my time of need. Uh, excuse me, who, who the hell are you? You are starting to recognize this voice. None of you have met this person, save for Christ, a long time ago. But you heard this voice once before, issuing out from a giant crystal penetrating a ballroom. Christ, you recognize the face as the face that was cast in shadows, always watching over you, tending to you, practicing things on you. Uh, with that, Chris pulls the ring off. <sighs> yes, I remember you. It's been a long time, hasn't it? Yes, yes it has. I wished very much to see you again, but I did not want to interfere with your life. Not after what happened. I tried, I tried once to bring you back. I was worried that you would become a danger to others. Why would you bring me back? Why would you want to do that to me? Because we haven't tested that thing yet. We don't know everything that it does. What, what thing? What do you talk? Chris, I fear that you have forgotten so much in your time. Chris, do you even remember how you how you left us? I've forgiven you. For you? Forgiving me? That's bloody rich. 
Why shouldn't I kill you right here, right now? I suppose I always assumed that would be how I'd go. You've certainly killed enough of us. I just... I don't understand how that is possible. I just found you, whatever you are. I suppose you would have forgotten my name, haven't you? Agatus. My name is Agatus. I'm the leader of the Brotherhood of Glass. Do you remember when you lived with us? Do you remember when we found you in Alcara? You were just a child. A dangerous, dangerous child. How can a child be dangerous? Because you're not human, Christ. There's something about you that's different. The older you got, the more dangerous it became. We had to do something. We used the chemicals we found in the meteor to rob you of this gift, to hold it back from killing everyone around you. It was our only choice. We wanted to give you a normal life. And I I formed an obsession because that, that was your gift. None could look away. The nobles of Alcara were killing each other to get their hands on you. We had to free you, find out where it came from. This obsession everyone had with you. This glamouring. I... I... This this is all too much. I'm so sorry, my child. He holds his hands out in kind of a distant, awkward... I'm here. Please, I can explain more if you wish, but... The guards, they're listening at all times. They've enslaved the last of us. They're making us create their horrible drugs constantly. I wouldn't call them horrible. (laughs) Nigel, thanks. You gotta get a load of this science. Chris... Why not? Why not? And Chris goes in for that hug. He embraces you and says, Are you all right? Is it... is it hurting you? No. Never. (sighs) I'm glad. But it's... it's possibly dangerous, you understand? You would have never had a normal life. Everyone who locked eyes with you became obsessed. Dangerously so. It killed too many. And we found something that could cover it, to hold it back, absorb it, this thing that feeds on magic, this thing from beyond the ether. And as long as this power holds you at bay, you can live a normal life, perhaps. Wait, 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 was that, was, was that in the reflection? I don't know what you're speaking of. Was that, was that the me in the reflection, in the scry, of us in the undead city? Was, was that me? Was that the real me? We don't know what you are, Christ. The noble house's... House Cuba said that they found you in the desert and raised you as one of their children, marked as an orphan. We had to get you out of their hands. They were using you to control people's minds, using you for all sorts of horrible deeds children should not be used for. I'm sorry we had to drug you. It's very difficult to assimilate someone with such a creature, such an entity as the gem. It would have been agony, but it took to you. It accepted you. And even when you killed us as you left, I forgave you. Christ opens the robes of his chest even more. I I, I shattered it. It's broken. I hope it's not weakened. Have you been finding yourself getting stronger? More powerful? Strange gifts that you couldn't explain? Um, yes, but everyone does. Everyone has. Artyom's gotten stronger, new gifts, Harthax has new magics, Harvard's even more amazing. I just thought this was just a normal thing. You've tipped the scales of a very tenuous balance, Christ. Why have you come here? Why are you in this den? This horrible place? This is all very heartwarming, but I think perhaps we might need to abscond with this man and destroy what's in this room. You're them. You're... This is your team. These are the... These are illusions, yes. Of course. You're here on a mission, aren't you? Yes. We're here to stop the... The... I can't even remember the name. I think we have to confiscate these, um... Barrels or what, what is in here? <laughs> I take off my ring. Just call me Dr. Feelgood. <laughs> That's the only mission I have. <laughs> we are not what you seek. Even if you leave here with us, they will fight you on the way out and find more. This, he says, pointing to the barrels, this is the source of all of their new alchemy. Bayern soil. A horrible, horrible kind of earth concocted with black magic. I can show you where they get it from. Smashing. Do so. At once. Smashing indeed. Maybe that's exactly what we should do. Is it flammable? No, not quite. Uh, With enough chemical treatment, it would be used to ignite things, but no, not in its current state. You see, um, there is a portal. I'm not sure where it leads, but sometimes the den collects bodies, people who have used too much of their substances, and they put the bodies through the portal, and once in a while they collect the barren soil that is left at its gate. Something is taking these 
corpses and trading it for this horrible black substance. That is the source that you should end. Although, if you had a way to, uh, break our manacles, we may be able to free ourselves. We have all the gifts we need to fight here, if it weren't for these. Tim's patting himself, looking for a key that he definitely does not have. I think Chris would just reverberate and uh, move to just cut him off with his claw. Whoa! The claw could very easily sever these. Okay. Uh, and in doing so, you split Agatus's bracers. The chain cuts like nothing between your razor-sharp fingers. And he says, thank you. Uh, we have to move quickly, though. The gods will come soon. Follow me. Uh, and there's a secret door hidden against the back. And he slides an unseen panel away and it leads down a staircase and at the bottom of the staircase there is a stone room with wooden support beams and a bizarre purple portal carved into the wall like it's part of the living stone he says we step through we collect the barren soil and when we get bodies we send them in a bizarre and horrible exchange and you hear a clattering from upstairs as some glass is breaking he says my gods they're here quickly step through we'll hold them off christ Go. Go and do what a weapon cannot do by itself. Save the day. Harthax reaches out and just, like, plucks a couple hairs off of his head. Just, like, rips them off. I'll be using these to keep tabs on you, old boy. Don't try any funny business. Agathas. Agathas. You know, crystals. Whatever. (laughs) And, uh... The remaining members of the Brotherhood of Glass, now freed from their manacles, you see them all grab vials from their coat pockets and smash them, and these crystal blades form on their forearms. Uh, Akitis, no, come with me. I still have so many questions, please. I will find you, Chris, and I will answer your questions. But now is the time for action and not words. Brotherhood, today our freedom is returned to us. And they run up the stairs, eager to fight. The mortal dawn steps through the portal, removing their seeming rings. To find the source of the barren soil, you emerge into thick mud, up to your ankles. The smell of heavy rooted vegetation fills the air. The hoots of owls and chirping of crickets makes a sinister midnight symphony under a blanket of stars and a faded golden moon. You're in a bog. There is a soft rumbling deep out beyond the impenetrable tree line of this old land. A pair of beady yellow eyes peers out at you from the shadows of the pale mire. A cracking, weak, draconic voice escapes into the air. Harithax? And in a surprising turn of events, it would appear the MDs have made their way from the underbelly of the arcane capital to what appears to be the vast swamps of the Peel Mire, named for the sounds of the temple bells heard echoing from the nearby village of Belchester. Not to mention a delicious glimpse into the complicated past of team sorcerer Chris Sagran. Yep, those kids are knee-deep in the muck now. Too bad they don't have a pair of these babies. Behold! Storm, what are you wearing? Are those shorts? Doesn't go with your suit, pal. Shorts? Are you kidding me? These are none other than the modern sartorial marvel known as jungle jorts. Jungle jorts? Yeah, you know from the ad. Ooh, ah, ooh, jungle jorts. I heard it last week and it's been stuck in my head ever since. I couldn't resist the siren song of these sweet-ass-like holsters. Stopped by Forever Level 21 on my way in and got fitted for a pair. Turns out I'm rhino-sized. Impressive, right? Uh, congratulations, pal? I just can't explain it, Kip. These puppies cradle my haunches so tender. I never felt more alive from the waist down. Uh, sorry, Vladis. That good, huh? Oh man! I just want to run through some tropical undergrowth with mud on my face. I want to run down a gazelle in a prairie meadow. I want to climb a tree on the beach and crack open a coconut between my VMOs and drink down the sweet juices. Did they hire you as a spokesman? No need. These are all the payment I need to sing their praises. I need to do some leg lifts ASAP. Thighs of thunder, calves of steel. Thighs of thunder, calves of steel. Thighs of thunder, calves of... Uh, what was that? Uh, nothing. Nothing. Just, uh... Tired of leg lifts. Gotta press between sets. I'm just gonna sit down real slow. Uh-huh. Cause it sure sounded like a pair of jorts ripping. Kip, not gonna lie to you. I just blew out my crotch like a birthday candle. I knew I should have gotten the extended jorts warranty. Alas, such dreams are fleeting. 
and must always come to an end. Well, while Storm goes and changes, we'll wish you goodnight, dear viewers. Join us next time as we check in with more adventurous teams and see what the wetlands hold for the Mortal Dawn, as their quest reaches a new climax. You won't be able to tear yourself away from the screen. Oh, very funny. Well, at least I'm wearing... Um, dang. Looks like I'm a jungle commando. See you next time for more heroics and comedy. You'll be busting at the seams. Ha ha ha. Agatus. Agatus. <laughs> His full name is Agatus Calcite. Ah. Oh, I love it so much. I love it. The, the Brothers of Glass or something? The Brotherhood the glass. of Glass? The Brotherhood of Glass. I really, I felt bad about, about making jokes, but I'm like, Artyom's fucking high as shit right, right. now. He's not going to be fucking doing anything mm. except making goofs. Right. Who's next in our outro roundabout go round? <laughs> I guess that's me. Uh, thank you all for listening to the League of Ultimate Questing. Let's start with our uh, you know go around talk outro uh, go around. <laughs> I'm the one to go around first. It's Sam, player of Arvid Ulfmund, who this time around was Bellringer. Yeah. And I'm Michael Loving. I play Harathax. And also the sober one. Yeah. yeah. I play, Straight edge. I play Harathax, the babysitter. <laughs> also, Nigel Hrothka. Yeah. Uh, I. Hi, I'm Alante. I play Chris DeGrand, who is actually really terrified because that box thing's creepy. <laughs> Law. I, I'm Zach Marcus. I play Dr. Feelgood. Uh, I'm also the technical director for Slapdash Studios. And I want to thank Wes Scottco for editing this episode. Thank you, Wes. Uh, my name is Law. I am the dungeon master, the drug master, uh, and the creative director of Slapdash Studios. Never want to do a drugged out skill challenge again. I'm kidding. That was hilarious. Oh. <laughs> I had fun. It went I, a lot better than I expected I it to. I'm not going to lie. I to intentionally fail more than I did in that skill challenge, though. Absolutely. Oh, there was plenty of failing. So you all represented your intoxication well. Yeah. Because the DCs weren't even that high. <laughs> Well, I want to thank everybody again for coming to the League of Ultimate Questing. Uh, if you don't already know this, we come out with new episodes every Monday. We have special bonus content every Friday on our social media. Uh, we've got a Discord and everything else that you can find at the LUQ.com with all sorts of fun merch and things. Right now, I'm wearing a Mortal Dawn t-shirt, which is absolutely fantastic. There's a mm -hmm. discount code till Christmas, uh, Spirit Rest. Check it out on the website. You get free shipping on all U.S. merch things. There's new stuff, too. It's very exciting. Um, but besides that, if you want to show your support, please share this with everybody you know, every single human being, because God damn it, we deserve their love and we deserve yours, too. Uh, if you want to hang out with us on the Discord, please come check it out. We're always on there making random comments and having fun. But uh, until we see you there, we'll wish you luck. <laughs>